One thing that's very important to remind yourself is just there's no stupid questions and anything you don't know, it's okay to admit that you don't know. You are a team with them, so they're also here to help you figure it out. And that should really change the whole atmosphere for both of you when you're engaging in a conversation. It feels more relaxed, more organic, and you don't have the pressure of like needing to know, need to meet a certain expectations. You are okay to ask questions. You are okay to not be an expert. I'm here as a UX designer. I am a problem solver, but I don't have to already have the answers to everything. As long as I'm curious, I keep learning. Um, I will get more opportunities to develop these skill sets and meet other people that can guide me in the right direction. Welcome to the UX Wannabe Podcast, a show that explores how to become a UX designer. And navigate your design career in Hong Kong. My name is Tim Chen, and I will be your host. Last episode, we talked about what it takes to get a job in UX with no design background. In this episode, we are going to explore what happens after you landed your first UX job. Today, our guest is Sally Lee, who went to work in a startup called Casetify after she finished her design bootcamp. Sally is going to share her experience on how is the real job different from what the bootcamp has taught her, and how can we continue to grow to become a better designer. My dear listener, please enjoy the show. I am honored to have invited Sally Lee from Casetify. Casetify, for those of you that don't know, it's a company that allows you to create your own custom phone cases. So, Sally, welcome to the show. Hi Tim, thanks for having me on your podcast. This is very exciting. Sally, tell us about your background. How did you get into UX? Yeah, sure. My background is actually in landscape architecture. I studied for five years and then kind of worked in the landscape industry for about a year and a bit more. And what kind of brought me to start getting interested in UX was I started having a few friends around me that were getting into UX design, and I. Kind of got curious, looked into it, and was really intrigued by the design process, mostly on the end part where we kind of keep iterating and evolving our designs to make it more user friendly. And that was something I felt it was harder in the landscape built project, obviously due to time and budget reasons. So that's how I found my way to UX and decided to leave my last job and and take on a bootcamp to start my career. After you landed a job in Eastify, tell me about your first month. How do you prepare yourself for the job? That was um, quite interesting first month. I think being in e-commerce, the industry moves really quick. So, as a junior designer, you also have to pick up the office culture, the way they operate, much quicker than you normally would in in other industries. So, the first month, I was quite honestly like. Overwhelmed with the stuff I had to do and the and the different parties I have to be in communications with and how to really prepare for the job. It's at that time I spoke to my mentors. Like as a junior designer, I was quite scared going into this role without a design manager. I report directly to the head of um, e-commerce, and that was like one of my biggest fears. Like first month. How do I present my idea to my manager, 
who actually I would have to directly present to the CEO himself my design rationale and why we're doing this, how we're going to implement it, the timeline and all of that. So first month, I definitely reached out a lot more to the U.S. community to seek guidance on how I should approach my day-to-day job instead of like looking for a senior designer at my current company. Were you the only designer there? There is another UX designer, and but we work on very separate projects. And the first month we were working remote as well. So that made it, made the onboarding process a bit more tricky. I can message him, but I think he had a lot of his own projects going on. So I had to be a bit more independent and try to figure things out. Give me some examples of looking for from the community. The question I asked was, how do I really like go about managing my first project? I was given the task and I thought, oh my gosh, I, I didn't know what to do. And I ended up reaching out and asking like, how should I be thinking about how to tackle this project? My manager just told me I should just do this project. And advice to me at that time was just slow down and think about like, what is it that you're trying to do? What resources do you, what do you need to find out? How will you do it? Who do you need to have? Um, to help you out. And that, that was honestly super helpful for me as, as a junior designer to just have someone more senior in the design field tell you just calm down. It's going to be okay. <laughs> so basically, you help to figure out a process, right? I think not many companies in Hong Kong has an established process. I think in Hong Kong, that's just how the UX environment is. There's not going to be that many senior designers to back you. You're going to have to really figure it out and know that it's not going to be perfect. You just have to adjust over time. It's kind of like a hidden job role that part of your job as the only designer is to help us to came up with a design process, which I don't think anybody has taught you guys how to do that. Yeah, there's none of it. (laughs) And you're like, okay, so how do I do this like where do how i don't know (laughs) um and yeah you're just needing to be more independent and and figure out on my own once you figure out what needs to be done what did you do after that i spoke with the developers trying to just figure out if what i'm trying to do is okay with them are we communicating clear about what the expectations are for this and often they would just feedback to me and tell me we need to think about these things this is fine it's not okay it's a new process that I'm trying to implement with my coworkers. so it's a lot of back and forth just like testing the waters and seeing what works and what doesn't work and what is most effective for our team does everybody knows what a UX designer do in your company I think my team has a good understanding because our our CEO himself, Wes, is, comes from an interaction design background, and he is interested in having UX UI designers on board. So there's a good understanding of what is expected, what, what the UI UX designer should do. But if you say, like, break down to the exact detail or a very clear guideline of where my work starts and ends it's less defined i've sometimes designed our festive logo we do have a larger design team who are photographers 
animators and graphic designers and sometimes they do that as well but i also sometimes end up doing some of those during my day to day they're aware of what ux ui is but it's not as defined i guess that's normal for working in a startup you kind of need to wear a lot of hats and do a lot of things yeah so i work under the conversion rate optimizing team and that team is new like we've been in place for about a year and my manager joined about a few months prior to me joining the company so the team is still figuring out a lot of the workflow and stuff with the rest of the company and and the company's also trying to get used to having you know this new team these new ux designers and how we should communicate or how should we collaborate on different projects after you done the bootcamp you became a designer in this startup what new skills have you picked up i think honestly it's a lot of the soft skills even in our in conversations with people who are interested in ux i always bring it up to them that part of the job is knowing how to design in sketch or xd and working on style guides and and making sure everything looks nice but there's also a lot of the soft skills that are involved in a UX role like if you're doing research how do you interview your users the way you talk affects their results and not only with your users it's also with your immediate team the different stakeholders at the company it's really important to build on that soft skill of becoming a very effective communicator and very guiding in in your design critiques or design discussions with them. I think that's one thing I've realized that's really important and has been trying to build more on now that I've been at the company for more than half a year just to make sure that when there's design critique I can back my design decisions and also be a good listener to other feedback and make sure the conversation is good between me and different stakeholders. What's your methodology of handling feedback from different people? I think prior to getting even into the design critique, I have to research into the data and already present those ideas early on when I'm presenting the new redesign to tell them why I did this. And then they can also feedback based on their expertise and their knowledge of the way that company works on how I should iterate or consider adjusting the design further to adapt it, make it more suitable for what we're trying to do. So it's pretty much of an open discussion and basically just noting down what they think about it and in areas that if I don't agree, maybe we can have a further discussion um, and then review more later on. It's a lot of back and forth. Talk about the soft skills versus the hard skills. How important is it for a designer to have the soft skills? I feel like it's equally, if not a bit more important to have the soft skills as a UX designer, being able to communicate your idea is very important and getting buy-in especially from different stakeholders for why we need to push forward with this feature development and why is it valuable to the company. I would say that there's not enough emphasis on the bootcamp currently and I would definitely, you know, encourage more early stage designers to also build on those skills and or think about how their current roles already established that and then use that to their advantage when they're applying for new jobs to highlight that. I I have these soft skills built on and it will help 
me in my role. Why? It seems like those soft skills you really need to be in a real project team, working in a real business to be able to be in those situation. But before that, how do I obtain those skills? Finding a good mentor who's in the field already helps me reflect on my current situation and how I can do better and how can I communicate better to my stakeholders. So having good mentor to guide you through that process is really important. If not, I think on YouTube there's great resources like the Future that talks about you know the business of design and how do you present a logo design to your stakeholders. So. There's so many resources out there. If you just run a Google search, you can also get firsthand experience on how you should be talking about design and and how to really get buy-ins from other people who are not in the design field to really move your design forward. And I think the UX community is very supportive because the field is so young and being more proactive, reaching out to people or just finding resources on your own to learn is. Honestly, the best way to get into UX. Now that you have spent more time to communicate with people, what is the next step for you? I think it's about meeting with stakeholders more frequently. I don't feel like I'm currently meeting with them frequently enough. Um, just tapping more into the questions about the different experiments that they're running currently. What are their business goals for the next few quarters? Uh, again, showing them some of the design earlier on and getting their feedback. I think it's kind of actions I can take to build more of my uh, business knowledge as a UX designer. I think understanding the business it's very very important as a UX designer because we are supposed to be the gap between business and the user. And a lot of people make the mistake that I'm just representing the user, but that's not true. You are the gap between the user and the business. It also helps a lot in terms of getting buy-in. I think I've brought it up a few times. When you're presenting these designs, you're also trying to justify why they should be committing efforts and money to develop what you design. So having that business knowledge is really key to your own career success in a company. And yeah, the designers should get involved in speaking with the business people earlier on and getting quite acquainted with their processes. If there is someone junior coming in and they're kind of shy, how would you encourage them to take that first step to be more involved? Personally, I just take my conversation with the business group or any of my colleagues to be more casual. Just think of it a bit more of a casual learning opportunity. So always just being curious and asking them more questions about how they do things. One thing that's very important to remind yourself is just there's no stupid questions, and anything you don't know, it's okay to admit that you don't know. You are a team with them, so they're also here to help you figure it out, and that should really change the whole atmosphere for both of you when you're engaging in a conversation. It feels more relaxed, more organic, and you don't have the pressure of like needing to know, needing to meet a certain expectations. You are okay to ask questions. You're okay to. Not be an expert. Love that. I think, especially this is kind of the thing that we Chinese people are afraid of making a fool of themselves by asking stupid questions. But in truth, is that we can't be expert in everything. We don't know marketing. That's true. Like we we don't know about business. Just ask, right? Staying humble. We actually opening the the opportunity to talk with other people and build that connection. And that's what is important. To navigate 
in the organization? Yeah, for sure. I had a call with another UX designer who had 10 years of experience and having heard that him admitting that I don't know everything. I have 10 years of experience, but I go into different industries as a UX designer without the knowledge of the industry. And why has it worked for him? Because he just admits he doesn't know and it's okay. And it's his job to figure it out, but he doesn't have to come in with those knowledge instilled already. And that was a light bulb moment for me when I also felt a lot of relief, like, ah, he is right. I'm here as a UX designer, I am a problem solver, but I don't have to already have the answers to everything. As long as I'm curious, I keep learning. Um, I will get more opportunities to develop these skill sets and meet other people that can guide me in the right direction. Brilliant. I want to circle back to something I forgot to ask from the beginning. So now that you work in a startup, what is it different from how to do things versus what is taught in the design bootcamp? There's a pretty big difference between how the design process is taught in a bootcamp versus how it actually is in the real world. In the bootcamp, they start off with, you know, user research, you do secondary research, interviews, surveys, and then you get to design phase. And although this linear process is great, it's not always like that. You might not always start off with doing a user interview. And sometimes I feel like the bootcamp can set up a bit of an unrealistic expectation when it comes to a professional workplace on how you should be executing your job. Uh, At my job currently, due to restriction in time and resources, we don't always do user interviews at the very beginning of our design process. We might review existing user data and process all that with the growth team. Then we jump into a design of like a redesign of a feature. And then through A-B testing, we we test out does it work against a new version and how are people behaving with this new implementation? Is it worse? Is it better? And then we go back and keep iterating. So I would say that's the biggest difference. It's, it's not to go into your first job and expect that you'll be running it how you did during bootcamp and being more flexible to implementing different methodologies at different times or in different projects as you go. Some startups or companies would have the resources and time to dedicate to doing user interviews, proper user testing, or maybe follow the bootcamp's way of UX design more closely. But I don't think that's for every single company. Sometimes the process gets shortened or readjusted and you have to adapt to what the company's needs are and work in their fashion. So I think the bootcamp sets up a good foundation, but again, we have to work based on our context. I think that's very good advice that there's no one-size-fits-all solution and you need to adapt to the reality. To tell them that every time you you release a new feature or design something, you have to go through all those kind of process doesn't reflect how they actually operate. Yeah, and I think especially with jobs in the startup environment, time and money is at stake. Sometimes you just don't have the luxury to be doing everything that you want to or doing the proper, quote unquote, the proper UX design process. They're in such a rush to monetize and grow their business. You just have to be more flexible with the way you work. I think that's a very good insight. We talked about soft skills. You also talked Mm -hmm. about getting involved in the community. 
what else do you think would be great to learn? A bit of coding. I think even though you don't have to dive deep, but a bit of it is good knowledge to have. And it, it's also the language that the developers speak, which you'll definitely spend a lot of time with them. So making them feel like you can align with them, you can be friendly with them, it's super important. So even just with some basic understanding of some coding, I think that would be helpful. That's true. What about yeah. things like file management or like how do you communicate the design to developers? I think at least on my bootcamp, they lightly touched on, but definitely there's not enough. It's not the main focus of the bootcamp. So having knowledge about how to do that would be really helpful as well in terms of what is expected in a handoff document will be important. Sally, I think we are about time. I just want you to ask you some closing thoughts on what kind of advice would you give yourself a year ago when you were just starting your design bootcamp? How would you prepare more for the actual job that's to come? One thing I wish I'd done more during my bootcamp was to get in touch with the local designers just to get a better insight on what the current climate is like. Even though I did that in my job search, it was a bit later on. And I really wish I did that much earlier in the process. It would have helped me focus more on the type of company that I wanted to join. Having met the community much earlier would have helped clear up a lot of those questions that I've had maybe on the first month of my full-time position. Um, one thing I didn't mention was I'm curious to start learning more about workshops and hosting we haven't tried setting up a workshop yet and i feel like i'm stuck in between like delivering messages between different departments i want to try to get everyone in a room to carve out one hour and just talk it out <laughs> facilitate idea like brainstorming session or like prioritize all our feature designs that's within the next quarter i hope to do that so The bootcamp didn't teach any designers how to run a workshop. No, they didn't teach us how to run a workshop. Like the idea of a workshop was introduced to me through AJM Smart on YouTube. That's when I see like the power of running a good workshop. It's super important for aligning all the department's needs and setting up what's a realistic timeline for implementation. So that is something that you know, would really benefit the U.S. community as well. Just being aware of how to facilitate one, how do you set one up, how do you move people along when they're stuck at a certain point. Sadly, not talked about enough in the Hong Kong UX scene. Designers running workshop, that's a couple of things, right? First, you help stakeholders to align. And second thing, I think it's actually the most important one, is it helps you to establish your authority in the company. You, you kind of be, became the center of attention by driving this thing and slowly bits by bits you help to influence the company yeah and i think the the wonderful thing about workshop is that these people who are interacting with this new design have to sit in the room and agree that we're moving forward with these actions sometimes when we're kind of sandwiched in between departments you feel like you get kicked around a lot And 
it's good that everyone is in the room, everyone knows where the concerns are coming from, and in one hour we can just agree and move on instead of spending like a week of going back and forth debating on whether this is the best way of executing. So currently, you haven't done any workshop in your current company, right? Not workshopping with the current company. It's been a bit of a challenge, very honestly, because everyone's quite busy. And carving out a time or convincing the staff that we need to do this to get aligned is, I'm still thinking about how to pitch it to my manager. We'll have to see. I have to still figure that part out first. What do you have in mind so far? What's your pitch like? I think I need to bring up some pain points now that I've been at the company for about eight months. How it's like just delivering message in between, and and how much more efficient、uh, the time will save by just having everyone in the room and agreeing on one simple change to begin with, and maybe just testing that small redesign out first. And then bringing back the results to her, I think, would be a good way of going about it. Do you have, if you have any insights to share on how I can do it better, <laughs> please do let me know. My suggestion is to start small. Perhaps one person from design team, one person from IT, one person from marketing or business. In your first meeting, you might not be able to invite the most senior person. That's fine. But with this initial group, four to five people, if you run it、mm. well, words will spread. If、mm. they see value in this kind of mini workshop, it's not hard to invite five people. Once you did that, document how the whole thing goes, what you guys learned, how this can benefit the company, and then in an email or whatever, just send it to you know everybody in the company. If you run it well, good words will spread, and other people start to see, hey, what's this thing that you guys are doing? Can I join? And then step by step, eventually you could host like a company-wise workshop. But you need to start small. You need to start finding your ally to begin with. Yeah, I think that would be really good. I will test it out with them first. I did a really, really mini version. Just my goal for that was just to get the people that will be using or involved in the job in the same room and just. Talk. So we got over that hump.、Uh, eventually, I do want to get a few more people to get involved and some sticky notes and spending an hour on a redesign together. That would、yeah. be great. It's just so much more productive than everyone working in their own silo, and it's too easy for them to think like, "Well, these are my needs," and not be aware of what everyone else's requirements might be. And it's good for everyone to have a clear vision. Not only what they need to do with their own job, it also gives them a bit more. They feel like they have more of a voice in a larger discussion. They're contributing. They feel empowered at their workplace. Also, like just part of my job to do that for other people at the company, so they don't feel like I'm just pushing buttons or I'm just drafting reports. Like there's so much more to the job, and everyone contributes to the well-being of a company. I, ha- I had the same conversation with another senior member in my current company. Is that the workshop is kind of unique in the sense that no one else can do but us. No one knows how to run a user-centric workshop to figure out what's the customer pain point and how to align people. Only designers、yeah. know how to do that. Yeah, and it's like. This is so interesting because at the same time I get to learn about everything that's going on, and just hear like, "Oh, we're we're doing that. This is great, you know." 
we have these things in place already. So let's save more time and and do things more effectively. Honestly, that's that's the wonderful side of the UX job. We make people feel confident and valued. Brilliant. Well, Sally, thank you so much for joining our UX Wannabe podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs>